Hey, Miracles. Did you know we have a Twitter? You can follow us at the Ladypod Pals. Keep up to date on episode releases, polls, artist highlights, hot tea, and your thoughts. Reach out to tell us your thoughts, feelings, or ideas. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at the Ladypod Pals. Hello, Miracles. Welcome back to another episode of The Lady Pod. Today, we're going to be talking about the finale. One of the most emotional roller coasters we've had so far in the show. I am so excited about this. Oh, my God. So, so overall, my first question is, what is, so overall, what did you guys think about the finale? 9 out of 10, watch it again. I was shocked with how good it was because I kept waiting for it to just, like, go off and be bad. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was very pl- it was very surprising because I think, I think it's safe to say that so far this is by far the best finale. Oh, yeah, definitely. It had Absolutely. story, it had, like, plot. It Not only that, but it also, in my mind, had, like, character development and it just overall was really great and a big cliffhanger too i love cliffhangers they get me to watch which is probably why we held on for that year and a half hiatus between one and two. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but uh so what uh we want to talk about the both episodes in their entirety and go through little things because there's a lot of important things in both episodes but the main thing we need to talk about right now is Felix. Who I think is now ascended to probably our top five of favorite characters. Oh, he's like my second favorite character right now. I'm meh, but I'm more interested in like what the fuck is going on. But me and Coco, like all day today, we're like red string board trying oh, to figure shit yeah. out. And I literally rewatching the episodes, uh, hearing Felix interact with certain things and certain lines he was saying was basically uh-huh. just confirming it even uh-huh. more. And you remember, like, Coco, you mentioned how he said, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, once the senti monsters had fell into the sun. He literally just said, I'm sorry, and looked away all sad as he ran, like, ran off. That's all he said. And I'm just like, oh my gods. Uh, it's almost like he was very upset that they were falling into the sun like it, you know, would have hurt. Um, also, this boy says a single line to Gabriel that in the second half of, uh, like, near the end of Strike Back, where uh, he's sitting in the chair, um, he basically says, if I wanted to harm you, uncle, I would have done it a long time ago. Anybody else getting Alistair vibes from, like, Hasbin Hotel? My dear, if I wanted to hurt anyone here, I would have done so already. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, oh, no, he's a demon. <laughs> he definitely has way more information than the audience does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Because going from a rejected Cat Noir character to somebody who, at least I thought, was just a pandering episode when he showed up, 
to becoming probably now the best, like, I can't even say villain, because, like, yeah, he helped he helped them save the day by helping defeat Strike Back, but he's still in that chaotic neutral position that we wanted him to be in, so I can't even call him a bad guy, but he's now one of, like, the best antagonist, like, anti-hero he's antagonist. An exactly. like, That's, he's an anti-hero. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. Yep. Like, Anarchist. He's, he's now one of the best characters in the show, which is baffling to me because I think originally he wasn't even supposed to exist after they dropped him as Cat Noir. It's astounding. Right. It, I honestly, I really wanted to know if they brought him back on a whim and then were like, wait a minute, we can use this. I really want to know if they intended to use him ever since the beginning or if they just threw it in as kind of like a later on sort of thing. I bet 100% they threw him in as a pandering thing and just to be like, oh, look, isn't this fun? It's Felix's cousin. And then they saw or realized what they could do and the potential that this character could be. And then they were like, let's fucking go. Remind me, do you remember which season Felix first showed up in in his episode? Was it two or three? I think it was three. Okay, so that means originally he wasn't going to show up at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's, it would if he was going to show up at all in the beginning, he probably would have been here sooner to cause more mischief. Yeah. Precisely. I was Especially because right. he keeps coming back. Exactly. I was also right about him like finding ways to use blackmail against people because yep. he literally not only found out about the secret about Emily, but he basically... It, when Gabriel confronted Felix, he's like, blah, 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 threatening, threatening. And he's like, you want me to tell Adrian about that secret code on your painting? And I'm just like, well, there's the blackmail I told you was en route to your mailbox. There My it is. My favorite part about this is, like and, like, and we can definitely talk about it once we get deeper into the episode. But how just fucked Gabriel Agrest is on a daily basis. Like, I know he's got, like, we know how it ends. So, like, I know he's, like, got basically, like, all the cards on the table now. But Felix knows every card in that man's hand. Oh, like, yeah. That's the scariest part. I'm not scared of what Gabriel Agresta's Shadow Moth is going to do. I'm worried about what Felix is going to do. Same. I'm more worried about Felix now as a villain slash anti-hero. And I literally, I don't care about anything else that's going on in this series. I like Love Square shenanigans. I've completely right. forgotten that exists. How they're going to defeat Hawkmoth, I don't care. I need to know what's going on with Felix. He, as far as I'm concerned, he's the star of the show now. Jeez, and we all thought it was going to be Lila. <laughs> I know! That's true. But, he, okay, so Adrian and Felix swap places, and Felix is caught in Gabriel's office as Adrian. Gabriel can't even tell the difference between the cousin and his own son. Because he's so, a bad dad. No, well, not just that, but, like, hear me out, that doesn't make any sense if they're cousins. Like you said, unless Felix's father was Gabriel's twin, there's no way that Adrian and Felix would look identical this and is, sound this identical. This is true. This is true. They'd have so, to be siblings, or... 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 <laughs> our favorite part here... Alright, so just to put this on podcast, because I mentioned my theory about it to you guys, but I didn't- I never got to put it in recording. So, whether or not Felix and Adrian are senti-monsters, 
I still think that they're twins and not cousins. Because, um, so one of the common things between rich families is that they always have to have, like, an heir. Uh, somebody to, like, take over the business, to get all the money, like, when they pass away. And if Emily couldn't have children properly, they needed a kid. And, uh, the sister had twins. It wouldn't surprise me if, um, what's her name? Uh, Amelie or whatever? I don't remember. Emily. I call well, her Amelia because I- Amelia? I'm pr- don't they all say Emily? They I say, think they say Emily, yeah. Em- okay. it's, it's Emily, it's just spelled in French. <laughs> all right, well, that's like, one's with an E and one's with an A, and it messes me up, and I don't know French. <laughs> I think A is the sister? A is yeah. the sister. That's okay. what I'm talking about. I think it's, em- I think it's Emily and Emile. Emile? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stick I'll, with I'll a meal. Up so we know for sure, but I'll like I'll figure this out for us. We'll go with a meal because I just don't know how to pronounce it. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I think to um make sure that the aggressed fortune is properly covered, she gave Emily, her sister, one of her babies to raise as her own. So I think that Gabriel is Adrian's uncle and not his dad. Okay. Now I understand Simply out of family fortune, like like preserve preservation i understand where you're getting that because i know you don't want either of these boys to be a senti monster i understand i don't it scares me that more of this stuff is happening that they might be have here's- you filled have you filled data in about the conversation we've had earlier not today? yet this is where oh, they're gonna learn about oh. it yeah no 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 they're gonna learn about it right here right now live I reaction we were talking about the same thing i have not filled her in yet so <laughs> Thomas uh, Ostrich, Ostrich, the the director to Miraculous, made a tweet, okay? And he says, example, a kid gets lost. The guardian lends the peacock Miraculous to the mother. She creates a senti dog with incredible flair. The kid is rescued. The mother gives back the Miraculous. The senti dog stays with them and lives its life before dying of old age. He posted this uh, a little while back and basically just described Felix and Adrian and the situation that was going on here. So me and Coco were talking about how what if Felix is the only senti monster? Because, hear me out, Kate gets lost and then creates a senti dog. Like, the mother creates a senti dog with incredible flair. What was Felix's hero name? Flair Mittable. Flair Mittable. A senti dog with incredible flair. If that's not a big hint, I don't know what is. Okay. And then the senti dog stays with them and lives its life before dying of old age, which means that. The senti monsters can age. So, Coco. Uh Uh-huh. I broke this down when I was thinking about it. And I Uh think Emil had a baby. Emily wanted one too, but couldn't have one based off of the painting that that we see her in. So she made one just like Felix and then swapped them. So a mother lost her child. Emile loses her baby, but is was actually kidnapped by her sister. Um, and then 
the guardian learns about you know uh Emil losing her child and wants to help her so she, she he was going to give her the miraculous but instead of giving it to Emil Emily basically does the swap thing that you know that Adrian and Felix do and disguised herself as her sister getting the miraculous instead but that doesn't make sense because the peacock miraculous was lost before the guardian could ever give it to anybody but I'm basing it off of what was saying in this. Because we also know that they have very much so plot holes in this entire show. Fair enough. All right. Gives it to uh, Emily, which he thinks is a meal at this point. And instead of creating a senti dog, creates senti Felix. And then brings it to a meal saying that, you know, her child is now found. The senti dog is fa- found the child. So basically, Senti Dog lives out its life until it grows old. Felix grows up as Adrian. The Senti Monster grew up as Felix. That would be a fun twist since Adrian was originally going to be Felix. Right? Coco, thoughts? Well, I, it's as, like, remember how we were talking about it earlier, like, like, wait, when this podcast started, and I was like, I don't want to believe Adrian's the Sunny Monster, I don't believe it, it doesn't make sense, it makes all of the sense that Felix is a Sunny Monster. It does. All of, all of the spare change is just there, like, it is there. Everything I'm- makes sense with that being, like, all of, like, a lot of the missing pieces make a lot right. more sense with Felix being a Sunny Monster. And then before people go like, well, we don't know how Emily is or anything, you're kind of making her seem out to be a villain. It's like, I don't know about you, but if she married this man that we've known that's been terrorizing two 14-year-olds in all of Paris this entire goddamn time, she had to have some sort of like evil twisted bone in her body somewhere. Either that or she's extremely smart and just knows what to do. Or maybe her and her sister just didn't have good tidings. You never know, you know? Maybe her and her sister argued a lot, or her sister bragged about having a baby when she knew that Emily couldn't have children. And that can just make people pissed off at you. Sometimes anger isn't just boring, sometimes people push you that way. I bet Emily could have been jealous, and then been like, I want to make a baby, but I don't want to be a scented baby, I want to be a real baby. So she'd make a carbon copy of Felix, take Felix, and replace it with the scented baby. Yes! Soap opera. And then, of course, now, here's the next thing, too, is is that she, because now we know that where uh, the ring thing comes in, what if she told Gabriel that, you know, she made a senti baby? Like, she had to tell somebody, right? To keep him safe. And it was the amukas in her ring. Uh, who knows? But that, like, that could tie it into the ring thing. But Coco also mentioned something about the rings at one point. You said that it, the rings themselves could be a miraculous. Like the they there's got to be some sort of significance to these gosh darn rings. It's been in the it's been and apparently been in Emil and Emily's family for a long time. It's like very important to both sides of the family. Gabriel is like really attached to it, and I get here's the thing. I get it. You lost your wife, except you didn't. She's in the basement. You don't need to keep the ring. Why are you being weird? It, it doesn't make any sense unless there's some sort of significance that Gabriel believes is tied to his own son. I think Gabriel believes Adrian is a senti monster. It would make a lot more sense. But, like, I think he's that he's that. under the impression that his son is the senti monster, not Felix. 
and that he has control over Adrian and that Adrian does what he says because Adrian's a senti monster. When in reality, it's because this poor boy is so scared of disappointing and uh, being up uh, hurting his father that he refuses to do anything against his wishes. Felix said in this show, freedom is something you have to make, which is quite the sentiment to hold from a senti monster. Especially if Felix is already free. If he's not attached to anything, that makes a lot of sense. He can still exist without having a holder or having someone right. to boss him around. He's probably already earned that freedom and earned that right, which is why he's so pissed that Adrian would have the gall and audacity to just sit around his big, beautiful mansion and listen to his father and do whatever he says. Right, because he's not being... He doesn't have magical strings it changes it from felix being a jealous cousin who's upset that his cousin has this beautiful life and uh his father's still around because that plot doesn't make a lot of sense that doesn't make a lot of sense for felix it would make sense for felix to be upset with adrian or at adrian because adrian gets the one thing that felix has to fight for every single day of his life freedom freedom and Adrian refuses to fight for it. So, like, I, I think Felix is playing his own game here, but I do think he was there because he saw his cousin was upset. Like, I do think that that was a genuine interaction between the two of them. I mean, like, he probably was like, oh, man, he does look upset. I think he needs a push. And I also could get something else out of this, too. So it was kind of like a win-win uh, scenario for Felix. Precisely. That's what it sounded like. My only, my only question was like, so did he have the intentions later to actually like get on the train and go with Lila and do this tour thing, like this entire tour, or was he just gonna dip at one point? A dip at one point because he thought he had the real miraculouses. So and that he was, was the gonna, whole goal. He was gonna transform. So once he transformed, I think that was basically where he was gonna go from there. But. He, then he realized it was fake so all he would need to do is say that you know hey i'm not i'm i'm felix and then they'd have to stop the train and turn around and then he'd get off and blah 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 do whatever but you know he'd he's a smart kid i'm sure he'd find a way out but yeah so hearing this theory now annie do you still hold by your your belief in the uh the twins that they're twins and that one baby was just handed the other sister or do you now think that felix could be a senti monster i will say you've definitely convinced me that there is a good chance that at least felix is a senti monster but i still don't believe adrian is i don't, I don't think adrian, adrian is, is either and at this point i do not see adrian being a senti monster i definitely see felix being one because it makes so much more sense at this point. It would also make sense as to why he questioned in Gabriel Agrest the uh, Gabriel in front of him, because he literally had to like scrape, like he caused a tear in his pant leg to then later see if that was still there, and it wasn't. Now, of course, you know he could have just swapped out pants, but like, Felix but I mean, that only would have worked if uh, if Gabriel didn't notice that he got a rip in his pants. <laughs> Right, so Felix knew something was up about the Gabriel that was in front of him threatening him. He knew something was different, something was off. Jeez, you know what I think about that's, like, actually really impressive at that point? He used, like, the pin of a button or whatever to slice Gabriel's pants. He pushed on the pants hard enough to rip them, but not hard enough to stab Gabriel in the ankle. 
Right? That's impressive. Self-control. <laughs> yeah, I totally would have nicked that guy's ankle. Yeah, not well, not only does he have, like, extreme skill with these things. Le okay, hear me out. Felix has got some, like, levels in Rogue, all right? You can't tell me that this boy <laughs> doesn't have some of those levels, all right? He's got, he's got, like, the sleight of hand. He's got the stealth down. He's got, like, the the sneak attack. No, he's a, he's a rogue. Well, he right? is chaotic neutral after all. <laughs> it would make so much more sense. And then not only that, but what what in the Inspector Gadget type of gizmos does he got? He's rich. Don't question it. I, <laughs> it's just, it's like, oh my God. So he's got like this little like. He's literally, one, he's literally one death away from being Batman. Yeah. He is. He, oh my God. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, let there be a Bat Miraculous. <laughs> I need it so that way somebody when they transform they just go I'm Batman. <laughs> I need to know more. I swear to God, if I don't get Felix content until the end of season five, I riot. I'm going to light Thomas on fire and he's gonna light up like a fucking Christmas tree. I guarantee you that man is greasy enough to do so. Coco has confirmed once before the French don't shower. They do not. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I mean they shower, but like mm. it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It's not, they got plenty of clean water. That's not the issue. Well, I will get into this a little bit. So this is coming to one of my theories for what's going to happen in season five. If they don't do this, then that's just messed up because Adrian and Ladybug both knew that Felix had something to do with the miraculous being stolen. They knew he was involved. Right. So at some point, I feel like Ladybug is going to go interrogate Felix. Oh, they have to. If they don't, then she's just as dumb as fucking hockey. Yes, exactly. Like, she knew he was involved. Maybe she would go and be like, where's the miraculous? And he'd be and he'd do his thing and not budge and then obviously not do anything involving Peacock. But that's one of my theories is that Felix is going to get interrogated at one point. Oh, sh for sure. I don't know yeah. if it'll be by Ladybug. I don't know if it'll be by Adrian. I don't know if or it'll both. be by... I don't know if uh, Adrian will be stupid and try to interrogate him as Cat Noir. I doubt that. Because <laughs> that but... would be questionable. And then Felix might find out that Adrian's Cat Noir. Oh my god, it's the day that that happens. Chaos. Chaos will ensue. Alright, well it seems like we've gotten through the, uh, the Felix stuff, so do we want to head back to the beginning of uh, Risk? Um, yeah. Yeah, so let's start with the beginning of Risk now, since we got Felix off our chest. He'll probably be back, but... Oh yeah, he will. He was a, such a huge part of the Hold finale. On. Well, I will say start. I'll I'll start it out then because there Go was right one important note at the very beginning. So we talked about before in season four, like what? Where have we gotten to a point where it's official that Gabriel's gone insane? And that was uh, akumatizing Mister Pigeon seventy two times. It so, um, I feel personally that he went insane when he decided to take on two 14 year olds so, so he could bring back his dead wife instead of bringing it so he could bring back his dead wife instead of, you know, what everybody else who's also rich and powerful does. I mean, Grieve. you can't lose what you never had. I swear to God, this woman must be a goddamn angel. And if she is, she's going to wake up and slap the shit out of this man. I. Like, in what universe? Like, the only way this would work is if she, if Emily was not aware of all of the bullcrap Gabriel did to get this. 
Like, congratulations, right. you almost killed our son to bring me back. Wow, I wonder how that could have possibly gone horribly wrong. Or, what if she was in on it? Which it's is a why good he's thing trying you... so hard. Yeah, no. I severely doubt that the woman who's dead and being held in his basement without any knowledge to any of her family is in on this. I really doubt that she was like, yes, dear, once I die, I want you to hunt down the other two miraculouses, make a wish, and bring me back, instead of being like, yeah, go get remarried, grieve, and live on with our son. Who You know who does that? Toxic people. Weird people. And I refuse to believe that Emily Agrest is laying there waiting for her husband to bring her back. I doubt that. Okay. Jeez, that was a whole mess. <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm not to, I am not willing. I am so fucking sick and tired of playing this game where because a man has lost the woman of his life, he's allowed to do crazy shit. No. Incorrect behavior. Even if she did say this, be an adult, grieve, get over your situation, and stop trying to take over Paris. Dr. Doofenshmirtz has fucking issues, and he still has a therapist. Like, what are you doing? It drives me absolutely nuts. We can continue to move on, but the whole scene where he ended up breaking the glass, throwing a temper tantrum, and acting like he, like an anime character who just broke, like found out his girlfriend, who's not his girlfriend, doesn't want to be with him. It was absolutely insane that he just threw himself around the room. You're getting so bad, your mic is cutting. He threw himself around the room like a toddler having a tantrum. He's like, I've tried so hard and I've never been able to do it. And then he cracks the glass to the glass snow white coffin he's keeping his dead wife in. Therapy. Go get it. You need it. Yeah, but you got to be the therapist. <laughs> I literally wrote down Gabby suddenly being dramatic. And then I wrote down LOL suddenly as if this is a new change. Like this was just absolutely wild. <laughs> Him throw himself throw around like a Disney princess. I literally wrote down Gabby cracks the case. LOLs. Oh my god. I think we mind melded there for a minute. And he notes. makes his entire plan is that if Ladybug makes a mistake, because she never makes a mistake, which we all know is fucking wrong. Um, mm -hmm. If Ladybug makes a mistake, then my then I'll be able to get the miraculous. His entire plan revolves around the actions of someone else which now that i think about it has been every single plan he's done yeah, now, yeah. i think the one time he's actually done anything himself was the gabriel aggressed episode well, and the game that's in it and then the first face off in the season two finale no, no, because he had a bunch of akumatized villains. He had a bunch villains. of akumatized villains. He didn't do it that until the very end. Yeah, it and got to a point, though, where he fought them himself. Yes, but it was because he had to, not because he wanted to. You see what Fair I'm enough. saying here? He, like, never puts himself out in the way to get danger. And, just because we're already on this and I want to bring it up, do you remember how in that last finale, Ladybug was able to, like, smack him with the yo-yo uh, and all his akumas, like, got upset? It, it actually hurt Shadow Moth, and he called out. At the end of this, he uses the turtle power to put a shield around himself because he's still scared that Ladybug can kick his ass. Yeah. 100%. Okay, you know he needs the wear to the dog miraculous so he can tuck his tail and run every single just, time. He loses. Just go. He just, just, like, I 
anytime I see like those art that people have made where it's just Ladybug like just talking down to him and getting onto his level, I love it. I love Same. it. Okay, what one one thing before uh we, we get away from the beginning of, of Risk here. Can we talk about how Ladybug uh in the very beginning says to Cat, but you're my favorite, gives him a little kiss on the cheek, and then swings away going, a bye. <laughs> a bye. A bye. Yeah, that was cheese. adorable. I know. Like, you know he's crazy for you. And then you just go and be all cute with him. Like, no, you suck. I see it as her way of warming up to him slowly. Like, she's just ever so slowly been doing that. And I think it's just taken her a very, very long time. Yeah, basically. It's been like a slow burn, sort of. 100%. And it's it's nice. Like, don't get me wrong. I love slow burns. I that's the main it, thing that I love in, reading. And I like to I like to put it this way: if if somehow like there was some situation was created where there was like a copy of Adrian and it was Cat Noir, like a senti monster, whatever illusion, and both of them were falling off of the building, I think Ladybug would go and rescue Adrian. But I don't think it's because she doesn't care for Cat Noir. I believe it's because she thinks he's capable enough to save himself. And after she secured Adrian, she would go after him. But then fine, he's taking care of himself. So like, that's kind of how I view the relationship is at first she like, would have like freaked the fuck out and then not known what to do. And now it's less of I'm doing this for the boy that I love and more of I'm competent and I'm confident in my partner's ability to do things. I think it's like she's warming up slowly, very slowly. We'll we'll get back to this one because uh, there's there's a trend going on in Miraculous, but uh, I we want to continue through this. Uh, so it. The, when when Hockey says that Ladybug don't make no mistakes, there have been several mistakes that she has made. One of which I'm going to say is giving the holders that the identities are revealed back their miraculouses. Oh, yes. Like, See, you only went after Alia. There are several more you could have gone after. Yeah, this is, a, a especially with where we went with the end of this finale, it's kind of, it's really confusing me. I get it because it's been explained by... Um, if you'd like to know uh, our, our lovely miracles, um, uh, Thomas Estruck goes by Hawk Daddy also, just so you're aware. So um, if he has explained to us that, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. Motherfucker. What the hell were back. we just talking about? What the hell were we just talking about? Hawk Daddy. Hawk Daddy? No, before then. I addressed, I got distracted by Hawk Daddy. Three identities of the miraculous, uh, the identities the- of the holders. <laughs> If it's been explained by Thomas that Gabriel's not going to go after them because he quote unquote already tried and it didn't work, which is not true because he's gone after Rena more than once. So right, uh, it, it doesn't really like your in-universe explanation for this isn't making any sense. I really hope that this is something they rectify in the next season because yeah. it's getting it's, you have to stick to the rules of your own universe. If you're not doing that, you're not following that. Like, we could have gotten another episode about him going after another one of the holders. Freaking Nino's family. We'd have gotten introduced to his side of the family. Like, going after Nino's family. And instead of having, like, Chilen, which was an unnecessary episode. Yeah. We could have, we, you could have filled out, like, taken away Chilen and put in, oh, I'm gonna, supervillain's gonna attack your family because you're a holder of the Miraculous. 
Well, of of all the people that um, Hawkmoth figured out about in the season three finale, the one person where we know where we laugh where we know nothing about their family is Kim. I get Kim isn't like a super major character, but we know nothing about his family. That's true. We don't know that anything about Kim. Yeah, so I mean, like, we I don't could know if Kim has character. siblings. Does Kim we have don't know. parents? We don't. Does we don't know the, anything. Does he live with a gay uncle? Like, I want to know. <laughs> That he would be great grunkle. if he lived with a grunkle. He's got a grunkle. He's got a grunkle. He's got a grunkle. Uh, so the uh, next big thing in the beginning here, too, is, is that we get Hawkmoth sensing the emotions. We get to that see how he so actually cool. uses his power. I'm not going to lie. In that one moment, he actually looks like a supervillain. Yeah, he looks yeah. super cool. It's totally cerebral from X-Men, but it's really cool. I mean, it was fair. Cerebral was cool, and then putting it in this makes it like also cool as it, well. It it, t- it takes it from being a it like it's totally a comic book reference, and I do love that, and I do think that it was done in in such a well way and such a good use of this power, especially with like the room, the way that his helmet looks like the cerebral helmet. I think that's really cool. Like. All of that in this moment just really made me realize how much they are comic book fans. And I want to see more of that. Yeah, that was a good portrayal. I think overall, I think it's safe to say this. This is some of the best animation we've seen in the show itself. Not counting the specials since season one. Yeah, like this yeah. was great. Do you know? Do we know which, uh, which company animated this episode? I think this is the last one that Smog did. Yeah, this is the last one Smog's going to be that, doing. That explains it. That's why yeah. That's why they're good, because they were like, okay. they Basically, Thomas realized that they have to budget for what Smog should and shouldn't do. And I don't blame him for not wanting to pay them for Quillot. Quil- 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 oh, my God. Chilen. I don't. Thank you, Chilen. I don't blame him for not wanting to pay them for Chilot. Oh, my God. I don't blame them for not wanting to pay the very expensive a very good at their job animation industry for an episode about really shitty racism and really shitty takes on what's going on in our lives when they could have done this. And that was the right decision. That was the correct choice. Yes, it absolutely right. was. Because this if was it had been well animated done. like that last episode, we all like a hundred percent, that's something we would be talking about. We'd be like, wow, it was great, but that looked awful. Right. Also, uh, at this point, too, since uh, it's been, like, what, how long since hockey has been around? Like, what, in, in universe, two years? Yeah, two to two to three years. Okay, but what do people by now know that, you know, because he introduces himself as Hawkmoth each time he akumatizes somebody. He's like, hi, I am, like, Hawkmoth or Shadowmoth. What do people by now know and be like, oh, wait, you're the bad guy, right? I shouldn't be talking to you. I think it's more of it's kind of like being in a being down on your luck and then someone comes up to you and they're like, hey, I've got this really sketchy job that you can do, but it's going to make you a lot of money. He's kind of emotionally manipulating them into doing it like but it also doesn't make sense because then they don't really remember that they did it. It just comes down to you, you don't know what your powers do and you're not sure how to write it. Uh, all right. So at at this point, it's like because I'm sitting here going, if he's this really good at being like charisma based and convincing people in like half a second to be akumatized, he like why don't we see that every everywhere he goes, even as Gabriel? Because like I don't see that. Because <laughs> Gabriel Agrest is an anxious baby man. <laughs> I'm so 
hole up in your house when you have a whole mansion and make your son go to your fashion shows if you don't have some sort of human like he's an he's agoraphobic that's totally fine i can relate stop making it paris's problem dude the episode where he's like on the train and then when the person comes by to put their suitcase up the look he gives the person is the how i feel in public yeah. half the time like, he's just what I, he doesn't like people and i totally get that that's totally fine why are you making it Paris's personal problem? <laughs> okay, I'm but that, mad, so the world will be bad. Yeah, but that's also like a good alibi too. It's like, huh? So Hawkmoth slash Shadowmoth is like really good at charisma because he's really good at convincing people. Who's on our list? Well, we got this guy named Gabriel Agreste. He's a <laughs> shut-in. Fuck I can't no, Agreste. He's a shut-in. <laughs> <laughs> His wife went missing two years ago, and all we see is his son. It, yeah, no, there's no way it could be Gabriel Gress. Did you see him at the party? What do you mean? Oh, of course you didn't see him, right? No, you see the girl with the red streak in her hair? She was holding him on a tablet. Yeah. Like, no, I... Uh, see, but that also comes down to maybe it is good writing, because maybe they just don't have a way to express Gabriel's an anxious human being and he's bad at being a human being, which happens. And he's also bad at being a supervillain. He's bad he's, at a lot of things. She should just stick to fashion. Are you sure about that one? Have you seen his akumatizations? Have you look, seen what his son is wearing? Look, look, look. <laughs> you know what? I, I just remembered uh, that ephemeral exists, and I retract my previous statement. Uh, maybe he should just stick to being taxes. Maybe he should be a banker. Uh, anything but this. Why did he want his son and Lila, since we're going back on the show now? What do you mean, a boy, a girl? They search all over the world. This this right, your, your is mic is a little too stretchy now. I'm so, sorry. I'm so sorry. But this this is your son. And then he's like, at the end, they will mold into one. A, the perfume bottle. A first love. Gabriel, I have a number for you. I want you to call this number. And I want you to tell her all of the stuff that you are going through. And all of your personal feelings. And you're trying to put your son in like an arranged marriage. This <laughs> is so weird. You are a weird man. Like, do you not remember that, like, there's millions of girls that are, like, drooling over your son, and then you put this girl in the commercials, and you don't think that Lila's gonna get death threats? Right? Like, Honestly, at this point, I don't think Lila would really care, because the death glare she gives Natalie later, I think she'd, like, she, like, zombie apocalypse, for whatever reason, she's the one fighting the mob and survives. I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, if if Adrian would want anybody on his arm at, like, events, I'd say it's him or Kagami. That way he stands a chance of going inside. Right? All, all yeah. Kagami have to do is just turn around and those girls just died. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Adrian can't talk to his friends. What the hell? No, I know, I know, I've, okay, so I said, like, it, it's just so sad that he can't tell his friends how he feels, because they're just trying to support him, but they don't understand that they're supporting him in a wrong way, because he's not communicating. Nino had me angry. He did, he did. And, like, later on when Marinette is, like, telling them we need to save him and then they all give their points like they did have valid points 
but this point- is it's it's the first time that they've ever said anything the first time that you guys decide like and i get it from both sides i get it they're like oh adrian's gonna get to go and travel the world do you think like he's shut in his house he's gonna get away from his dad but they all like seem to suddenly have forgot that a lila sucks b adrian has expressed before that he's really not into this whole big small thing and he has expressed it to multiple people other than marionette b i'm sorry guys two of you hit one of you purposely hit marionette with a ball so she could go and hang out with adrian in the thing what do you think they talked about color swatches they clearly had a conversation. Marionette wasn't falling all over herself. You guys weren't paying attention. And she and Adrian connects. The one time that they connect and they all have the risk mark, they think that it's a bad idea. Like, for the show, it Wait. works. For the plot that we're telling, the story we're telling, the way that it's going, I'll believe it. I'll go with it. It works. But I am disappointed in everyone at this table. Not to also, mention, like... They were whispering. Adrian was yelling about right? how unhappy he was. And they were all right there in front of him. Right? How did none of you hear him? I think what the big thing was is that they were all starting to play the game. So they were playing dodgeball and concentrating on that. So it's kind of like how if you're in gym class and you're having a conversation with your friend, but everybody else around is shouting and screaming. They just didn't have the background noise in it because it probably would have been too distracting from their conversation. Yeah, I'll tell you what right now, if I tried setting up my homegirl with the hottest boy in our class, I'm going to be multitasking like nobody's business. I don't know how Alka just did that and was like, yeah, I don't need to pay attention at all. Marionette will fill me in. She totally tells stories in, in, a, in a single way. We get from checkpoint A to checkpoint B, and there's nothing that happens in between. There's no way she could lose track of anything. I'll just well, look so away. When she does start explaining the plan, it, the way she's talking about it and the way she's explaining it, I, I, in my mind, when I look at that, it's a different... She's making different expressions. She has a different tone. Then when she was trying to make a plan with her girls to try and get with him on other episodes. They're not taking her seriously. Differently, because she was being serious in this one. She's like, no, we're saving him. This isn't a relationship thing. We're just trying to save him. If When the other times, it was more of like, oh, we need this, 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 and this to like elaborate plan that doesn't make sense. And we know it's going to fall through. This one was actually making sense. Let me ask you guys this. Do you guys think that if Adrian hadn't said anything to Marina at all, that she still would have tried to get him home? I believe she would have tried a different way, and it would have gone wrong. Yeah, mainly because of him being stuck with Lila. Yeah. So you still think that she still would have been like, we need to get them to stop? Uh, yeah, but it would have been Adrian for a different home. reason than saving him. It would have mm-hmm. been because of Lila it, being a bitch. It would have been for, well, it would have been for Marionette's own purposes, not for Adrian's. The reason that she wants to do this is because she knows Adrian is unhappy. But if Adrian never told her he was unhappy in the first place... I'm basically saying that Marionette would then overstep boundaries and do what she could to stop this from going on. Like, it's like interrupting the wedding for the man that you've loved your entire life, but never once hinted or tried to tell him. Like, so I don't know. I think it would. The difference here is is that instead of being a crazy, like psycho bitch. She's being a nice friend. So instead of- 100%. I just, I'm just genuinely curious and wondering that if Adrian hadn't said anything, if she would have been like, I'm happy for you and I hope you have, like if he looked happy and if he, like if he was just putting on the facade for everybody, not just like, like not just for uh, like his own like benefit, but like everybody is convinced that he's going to go and have a good time. 
Marinette was up seeing- to Marinette. She was. She was seeing that he clearly wasn't happy. She could clearly tell. Yeah. She was already losing her mind and on her way to school because she found out that they were going to be going together in the first place. Um, uh, I mean, I guess I, I think you guys are right. I just think that she would have attempted and then made a really sad attempt and then given up. I think if she if Adrian didn't talk to her, she wouldn't have gone to see him as Ladybug. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. That's a good. She would have gone to see him as Marinette. Like that, you know what? I also think that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of which, uh, later on she turns into Ladybug. But um, the first, the first thing that we need to get to too is is that Chloe and Lila. This is after penalty, which we'll cover later. But they team up. Lila and Chloe team up, and Lila shares a glance to Chloe. And Chloe basically gets the signal to push Marinette, which then at this point means Chloe is just a pawn for Lila. But Chloe's probably, no longer like. But probably what? still thinking that she has some charge. Oh, she, she thinks they're partners in crime. One hundred percent. But not like literally. Chloe pushing Marinette benefited Lila, not Chloe, just Lila. You know what would be very interesting, and and uh, maybe this is why Thomas did it this way, and if he did, you know what, I'll give him the benefit, I just don't like how fucking long it's taking us. I think it would be interesting for Chloe to be Lila's Sabrina. Yeah, for Ooh, that'd, Chloe, be, that'd be cool. For Chloe, for the first time in her life, to be so desperate for the love and affection of somebody else, and this girl just treats her like absolute garbage. And yeah. then Sabrina ends up joining all the other girls and realizing, oh, I could actually have real girlfriends that actually like me as a person and, and like my hobbies. Well, we started oh, yeah. to see that in penalty, which I don't know. We haven't, we haven't recorded and talked about. I'm sure we will soon, but we had to like jump into yeah, this. We, <laughs> we will we will eventually talk about penalty, probably next week. But, but uh, you're right, you're right. So Adrian, for the love of God, listen to fucking Kagami because we'll oh get to her rant. God. Cut your goddamn strings because freaking Gorilla put a hand on your shoulder to push you away from your friend who was on the ground. No, push his hand off of you. He's not going to hurt you, clearly. Yeah, you're a And ninja. help your girl can... stand up. Like, Marionette, are you okay? And then just leaves. Like, okay. <laughs> Boy, no. You'd be like, hold on. No, I got to help her. And be like, hey, are you all right? And it's like, come on. Really? Like, it's not that hard. Also, how did Marinette not notice Chloe's uh, neck mark? Because how did was... no one not notice anybody's neck mark? Read it, right? Dead with just, binoculars. It... With binoculars. I know. But why I'm... did it take that for people to see it? Because everybody's fucking stupid. <laughs> So everybody's dumb. What I think it should have been was um, you put the. They show the mark being put on the body, and then it camouflages into their skin, and then it only shows up when it takes effect. No, that, it yes, that, no, 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 she, she, we're saying that that's what it should have been. Oh, yeah, that's what it should have been. I thought yeah. you were saying that's what it is, did. That is no. great, and I bet they just didn't know how to execute it. Like, that is great, because I was like, why make a mark if no one's going to pay attention to it, and we're only going to pay attention to it when it's a plot point? But you just literally outwrote them in five seconds. <laughs> Because it's one thing if it's like Alia, where it's like hidden behind her hair or something. But like Chloe has a ponytail. Nino yeah. doesn't have hair. Like these marks were bright and green and fairly large and were very noticeable. Well, they were also a dark black when they weren't being activated. 
Yeah, like, they were so noticeable that, like, something weird, like, there's something on your neck, and then you see it doesn't come off, so you're like, what the hell is this? So you know, like, something's up. You don't know that it's necessarily Hawk Moth, but if you see enough people with this same mark, you know something's up. Right, yeah, definitely. But, alright, so we we know that, like, there, there are plot points that probably will need to be working. But now, here's the, uh, back to Felix for a hot sec, because he comes in at this point in the episode. But when they trade places, Adrian's like, what am I gonna do? And Felix is like, for once, whatever you want. YOLO! And I'm like, Felix, this is your face he's walking around with right now. Are you sure you're okay with that? <laughs> yeah, right. Are you sure you're okay with that? Instead of pushing over an old lady when she falls, he actually helps her up. His reputation is ruined. It's in shambles. I know, right? It's... It, it... <laughs> It okay. Hilarious, Dude, Felix Felix, Felix says that he like confirms something we all like definitely thought, but he confirms that they pretended to be each other when they were young. So they definitely like grew up together in some sort of sense. Which at that point, why wouldn't had Adrian in the very beginning when he was talking about the only friend he ever had was Chloe? He should have mentioned that he has a cousin. And you don't really consider your cousins and your family for friends. I don't know. My, yeah. my my cousin Justin is like cons I consider him my friend and family at the same time because like literally I, we play video games together. It's more of I think an introductions thing. Like if you have like you have like if you're super close with your like cousin, you're still gonna be like this is my cousin, not this is my friend. So yeah. I think it's more of a relationship connection. So I think that in Adrian's brain, he kind of does the same thing that I think most of us who aren't super close with their family do, where it's like, yeah, they're my family. We've got a bond like no other, you know, blood thicker than water. But like, if they steal my tater tots, I'm going to kill them. Like, it's not, it's not a super close bond. My that they dinosaur have. nuggets. Yeah, you my touch dinosaur my dinosaur nuggets. nuggets. It's, it's not a super close bond that they have, but they were clearly close when they were younger. Like, Felix, like, when we first see Adrian and Felix, Adrian doesn't have all this, like, anger towards Felix that he does, like, now, so then, and it's because he's fucked up. When did Felix figure out that he was different? I, we honestly might have to make an entire episode because I have so many theories. We need to red string it, so literally me and you, like, we gotta take pictures and post it to the, to um, the Twitter. I'm gonna, like, it's it's gonna, I literally just watched an eight-hour video about Victorious being, like, just someone analyzing the seasons of Victorious. This was part two. The first I part was get, five hours. I get both those videos recommended to me all the do time. Wait, do it. It's worth it. I have so much useless information right now. I'm so happy. I've never been more pleased. Eight hours of this man yelling at me about different characters of Victorious. Where has he been my entire life? This is fantastic. I watched his five-hour video on iCarly. Fantastic information. I have so much useless information about the iCarly cast right now. So huh. much useless maybe information. I finally, maybe I finally have to give in and watch the videos that keep being recommended to it me. I just do right. it. I'll do it in little breaks. I'll watch like he does it in segments too because he knows this is eight hours of your time. He's no fool. So he breaks them down in segments for you. So you can be like, this is the intro. This is this topic. This is this topic. So like, you know, take your time with it. It's good. It's a good time. I have so much useless information. <laughs> <laughs> So many things, like, if anybody ever is like, hey, you remember that show, Victorious? I am on the table giving you my TED Talk. All right. Avan Avangogia was drunk the entire time. 
Okay, well, back back okay. to risk here. Uh, now, uh, like, I'm gonna like skip uh to this to this part of the episode where Kagami comes in, yes, and gives a speech that I hope to God has some level of impact on Adrian in season five. As he did, it did have a little bit of an impact in this one, but it lit a fire under his ass. He booked it home. He did, but like even more so seeing it still go through because he's uh, she basically says, you're Pinocchio. Cut your strings. Come on. Literally. All right. And so and also at the end of this, Adrian gets the Inspector Gadget gizmo. All right. That Felix had. Is that going to come in handy in season five? I wonder. Yeah, we've got to come back to that. Absolutely. Because if if we don't get any type of information with that when he has that like what's this do and then he puts it on and finds out that he can see fingerprints like boy i know your dense is freaking brick wall but boy use that use it please use it if or ask your cousin if everything's supposed to be revealed in season five he better fucking use it right oh my god and i I feel like if he was intelligent, which I'm not saying he isn't, but I'm feeling like if he had Felix level of smarts, he'd be like, wait a minute, you remember that safe that was behind the picture? I wonder if there's more to that picture than meets the eye. Considering the season one finale where he fucking stared at the peacock miraculous and... Right? What if he recalls that? But Volpina. Yeah, what if he recalls that and he's just like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I genuinely feel that if Adrian had more information, he could be connecting dots, considering he lives in the house. And I think if his suspicions were, like, turned ever so slightly, he would, like, 100% be able to connect all of these dots. He oh, just definitely. doesn't have all the info. If he was looking for his mother, I believe he would have, like, figured it well, out already. didn't he... Wait. I feel like I saw something where he said that was now the goal. No, I don't remember him saying that. No, that was that was Chibi's fanfic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh my god! See, he was so good. I put it in the show in my brain. Holy <laughs> crap! Oh my god! Holy crap! That's too funny. Oh my god! I literally put that. That's head cannon. That's head. It's cannon in my mouth. You're welcome. <laughs> he knows. He Can wants I to go. Say, for his except. And you guys are like, what the fuck are you talking about? This never happened. <laughs> Not canonically, anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, the the. Why did Gabby make copies? Why did he make copies of the Miraculouses? Why did Maybe Ladybug make a case. copy of the Miraculouses? When did she make a copy of the Miraculouses? Dark, Dark Owl. Owl. What? Did I miss something? Apparently, uh, yes. So when um, so this this was the episode where the Kwamis found out about each other's identities when they got stuck in the um, in the storage unit and it was getting filled up with whipped cream and they had to detransform in front of oh. each other. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. So um, Marinette, I don't remember what it was early in the episode, but she had fake miraculous. And so they detransformed, and while their oh, eyes were closed, she gave Dark Owl the fake Miraculous, and when they got to Hawk Moth, he found out they were fake. See, see, but that was with the intention of the fake out. Why did Gabriel feel the need to fake out? Maybe to fake, just in case if LB or Cat Noir had cornered him, to fake giving up his Miraculous. In, in or case even the, Felix. Uh, 
in case somebody Felix. in case somebody figured out it was him and then they could just take the ones that were in the safe you could just be like they're in right. the safe and then i see okay okay backup plan backup plan okay so at, right. that, at that point he knew felix knew because felix uh, addressed uh, him at shadow at that point so t- as a as a safety net he put fakes in and now that um yep. since felix took them now gabriel's gonna find out oh my fake miraculous got taken felix knows how to get in here or Felix did get in here. Mm-hmm. Fucking Adrian got into that safe too. It, not really working all that well. Well, technically, Plague opened it from the inside, but um. Anyway, so that's uh risk. Now we can move on to Strike Back. But in Strike Back, uh, so the first thing I want to like point out is like Felix is extremely smart. He had like the iPad and basically all the information about the book. And it's literally said, like, when you put the jewelry on, the Kiwami will appear. There was no Kiwami. So at that point, I feel like he would have realized that they were fake instead of, you know, having to say, like, the transformy and then realize they were fake. I think he hadn't read that. I think he hadn't read that far ahead yet. He was just going for it. He was so excited. Well, at that point... Would he have really any idea of what a Kwame is? I feel like the only way he could have really found out at that point is if he watched the lady blog because I think Alia talks about it at one point. Talks about he Kwame's. Did. I also he did. feel like I was gonna say I feel like Felix one hundred percent watches the lady blog. Yeah. Like they were talking about the the miraculous oh, on the lady blog. They were talking about the think, train. Yeah, he was uh, yeah, oh, this was Gabriel Agrest. He was on the train and he was dr- like they were going yes, to it's a train. Yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. And it literally mentioned how, like, the Miraculouses give them power, or, like, the Miraculouses hold Kiwamis and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, wait a minute, I didn't know this was public knowledge. I think I think we literally see him in one of the um, uh, episodes that he's in. I think it's the most recent one where he's, like, traveling with his mom, and I think he's watching the lady pod on his phone. And then I think they start up a conversation, and he, like, you ends the it. the lady blog? Yes, sorry, the lady blog. I'm in self-inserting. <laughs> I'm self-inserting ourselves into it. Self-promotion, baby. <laughs> First you've inserted Chibi's fanfic, and now you're inserting us. <laughs> Look, I'm living in my own world. We're canon. I'm oh, living yeah. in my own world. All right. I didn't remember that part, but that does make a lot more sense. But if... Does Alia specific, specifically explain what a Kwame is at that point? Yes, she does. I, Okay. She does. We might have There's, to rewatch it just to eat our own words, but we we will. I I know I can remember for a fact that there is something Alia knew that Natalie and Gabriel didn't know, and that like connected the dots for them, and that's they were watching it on the the lady blog. I don't okay. remember what it was or which one of them it was. I'm pretty sure it was Natalie, but like dots were connected, and they were able to figure oh, some stuff out. I believe it was that it was the symbol for the uh the temple. Or something like that. All the I way think. back in Feast? No, I no. I, that's what I'm saying is I feel like it was more recent because they were talking about the Kwamis. Because uh, Alia, like, talks about it. And I think that even... Um, there was a whole point of contention because I feel like Ladybug made a comment about it. She was like, should we really be sharing all this information? And Ali was like, if, we, if they know what we know, we know what they don't know, basically. Like, saying that if, like, we tell them a little bit, we can know what they don't know. You're gonna have to find it and I'm then go- tell I'm us. Literally, what I'm going. I'm going. Not like right now, but like no, no, eventually. of course. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. 
in this uh, so ladybug literally shoes people away like people are like let's go get some likes and subscribers and because getting some shots of the heroes and she's like shoo get out of here um and then the cat fight between cat and ladybug what'd you guys what, think what about happened? that one what happened where they were arguing while they were trying to f f run away and fight the monster yeah they're like well, the little cat finally fight getting them. it out like right oh my god a brace aside uh, but like uh, yeah remind one... me remind me what was it again that they were fighting about uh basically that like it, it was a back and forth thing um about uh revealing like trust or adrian's out of the loop and he's basically telling her how he feels about the fact that like he doesn't have all the information she does whatever he wants they're supposed to be partners and then she like comes back with it's not that i don't trust you it's that there's a lot going on you like you don't know really all like what's going on and he's like i would if you told me nothing's gonna happen and then she was like you don't know what you're talking about because she remembers cat blanc and he's like right. maybe because you never talked to me about anything Which is true. that was his they're response both right and i was like damn yeah. And I'm just like, well, this is what we needed. This like, is she truly has cat block PTSD. She wait, does. wait, wait. Hawk Moth being the real therapist here. He literally like just gave them couples. That's counseling true. He literally like <laughs> got them to talk about it, and they've been struggling to talk about it this entire time just by having them both be infected by risk. Yeah, and uh, and then of course after this whole cat fight between the two of them, uh, unfortunately, Rita got leaked. So now everybody knows that she existed again for this yeah. entire time. Yeah, because Nino's an idiot. Well, I mean, to be fair, in that moment, the, his love, the love of his life is in danger. So he kind of just acted on... Yeah, he acted on impulse. He was worried. I don't think anything really would have happened to her. I think she totally would have been fine. Um, it's kind of similar Considering to... everyone's reactions. But I, I definitely yeah. think that like he was like... It, it was that moment of like, oh, no. Yeah, it's kind of similar to the analogy used about, like, Adrian and Cat Noir falling off the building. Yeah, exactly. Adrian getting saved because Cat Noir is capable. It almost felt like Nino thought Alia wasn't capable of saving mm -hmm. herself. Mm -hmm. But there is that, that mentality of, I would do anything to protect Alia. Which, yeah. so, I can't fault him entirely. Especially, yeah, it was an impulse. Yeah, no, I, I can't fault Nino for it. I yeah. just, I feel bad that, you know. Immediately I mean? after he knew exactly what he had just done. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, freaking angry ladybug. She's like, we'll talk about this later. And then when she walks away, she has, like, that angry woman hip sway walk. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, angry ladybug. I'm just like, oh, my God. You just aged yourself up for, like, another three years. Why did you do that? You angry walked. She like just mommed mom. everybody so fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Also, uh then Cat comes in with like the little green dude and he's like, Don't worry, I'm good with kids. He he leaves. And all of a sudden you just hear like the mosquito ah! <laughs> as he comes back in. <laughs> Wear it with headphones, it's even great. It's like even better. <laughs> But I love how angry Cat is in this, because like usually he's always so bubbly and happy. But this in this episode, he's like so pissed off and angry. And I'm he like, was I pissed don't... off and angry and risk too. I know, but in this one, he, like, like we're getting more of it with him in this, especially he's, towards LB. He's finally showing that he like has more emotional range than just happy. And then I, I do feel bad for him, but LB was right in the situation when she found out that the uh, setting monsters 
uh, take your powers, she's like, you need to detransform because they if they get your cataclysm, it's going to cause problems. <laughs> and then I felt so bad for him because he's just sitting there all by himself and he's like, but I can help. I'm like, oh. And then and that doesn't risk take him over and then he uses it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he does. 100%. And then we finally get the Michael Bay levels of collateral damage that we should have gotten in Chilon. Exactly. Oh my god, so back to the animation. People died. People had to have died, especially There's when there were no people way. standing around going like, oh yeah, I can get selfies of, of me and the monster. Like, yeah, dude! I want to know what happened died. to the ice cream dude. He was right in the line of, like, pathways. So, like... Yeah, that season's gonna open up with Andre's funeral. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and it's gonna have his son handing out ice cream so he can take over his father's job. Live on. Bring oh the family God. legacy. <laughs> Alright, well... So, at this point, Ladybug, she does her, her uh, power and she gets the uh, the ticket and goes to basically get quote-unquote adrian which is felix so this felix, was the other conversation we had about the ticket and how she may have used it wrong right yeah she was supposed to go get somebody to help to help solve this issue which was risk so she needed somebody who wasn't affected by risk i still don't see this is the issue that i have and it's kind of why i asked you earlier like what she would have done if Marionette has no reason to believe or know that Adrian wasn't affected by risk. There is no reason at all for her she, to think that he she was not that he was not affected by risk. He was there the same time as everybody else. He just left semi recently and everyone in town or everyone in the city is affected by it. There's really nothing telling her that he's not affected by it. I kind of just think that she was like train ticket. Adrian. Yeah, she had a flashback. She had a flashback and she thought back to when she saw him at the train station and she saw that on the back of his neck. He didn't. Oh, you are right. You are right. Yep. All right. But then she, in that can case, she can have that one. You still are right, though, because she, if she, she thought she that been she didn't put two and two together, like, wait a minute, everybody in Paris has this mark. Why does not Adrian doesn't have Adrian? It? And that should have definitely been a main contender, but I think because she just desperately wanted Adrian to be involved and she needed an answer and a res resolution, she just went for it. Right. Also, now Felix also knows about the Bunny Miraculous or that they can travel through time. Yeah. Miraculous. He knows that they can do that now. Um... I mean, at that point, with like him having the tablet and everything, he now knows about all the powers. If he read through it is. Yeah. But he knew um, what was on the tablet in the first place. So. What happens next? I don't remember. She gets on uh, the, she goes, she goes to get Felix, right? Right. Uh, but at this point, you know, Flair Mittable is here and Kat is basically listening on, on the conversation. Mm -hmm. And gets very jealous, basically also very sad, because Ladybug just basically says to Flair Mittable, you're the best. Meanwhile, it, it basically, like earlier in the, the uh, Risk episode, she said to Kat that you're my favorite. I think at this point, I think he's feeling less favorited. Is that what you tell all the pretty boys who help you save the world? Yeah, basically. Well, that was the Ladrian talking. <laughs> <laughs> Which we already confirmed that of the square, that is by far the worst ship. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then, of course, it's not healthy. Um, since Kat's feeling basically replaced again and not like uh, as loved by Ladybug anymore, uh, he's got like this grumpy cat going. And Ladybug, of course, makes a point and be like, "Look, dog and cat, haha! How funny she is that?" Was way too excited. <laughs> she was way acting more like too the dog excited. in the situation than the 100%. dog. One hundred percent. It's like Ladybug, you're supposed to be a ladybug, not she's a golden like, retriever. She cans. Now shake hands. They're not pause. Pa- pause. Oh yeah, shake paws. Like they're not marionette. The world is dying. What are you doing? We don't have time the for this. Dying. <laughs> for whatever this is. You know what would be funny if at one point in season five, Adrian thinks that Ladybug is in love with Felix. Oh, oh my god! Because he knows that there's god. a boy that Ladybug is in love with. What if he thinks it's Felix? <laughs> Well, probably not anymore, because at the end of this, when... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, okay, but uh, before we get there. So, also, when Ladybug says, like, Felix asks where she's, where, where Ladybug's gonna send the, the senti monsters, and she's like, a place where they can't hurt anyone, he just goes, hmm. Like, oh, really? And where would that be? Into the sun. Um, and we honestly at- probably get one of those beautiful shots in the entire series, when you see from the distance, you see the shield, and you see the portal open, and you see them and you slowly see the following in, and you see the sun in there. I actually had to, like, stop, go back, and look at that shot again, because it really took me back. Like, yeah. it was like, wow, that was really, really beautiful. Like, it was sad, because they were killing a bunch of senti monsters, but like, at the same time, that shot was so well done. It was. I like the this entire uh two episode special like finale, like whatever you want to call it. I the animation was just amazing. The lighting, everything was great in my honest opinion. I loved it. I 10 out of 10 can recommend. That was that was cuz I made a few notes of like cuz we talked about the yeah, the animation was spectacular. That was one of the shots I had to bring up. It was so beautiful. Sad but beautiful. Absolutely agree. Uh, speaking of sad but beautiful, the memories that we had with Rena will always be amazing, but we also had to say goodbye to her in this episode as well. Yeah, she'll be Maybe back sad. in a few episodes. We'll give her a different Miraculous. <laughs> no, she, yeah. doesn't, she doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna get him back! Yeah, probably. Well, I, well, we bet know, you, we know that they're gonna, but... As much as we're like, like, oh no, what's gonna happen next? I bet you the first season, the first two episodes of this next season is gonna be the solve, the re- resolution, and then Shadow Moth is no longer the villain. I bet right now that this is the end here. Because they've still got season five, season six, and season seven. And there's a ton yeah. of stuff that they can do. And especially considering that now uh, Thomas is done. I know. I cannot wait to see what they come up with now sure that Thomas is done. Season five is done with him, or if it's season six. But he is done after this next season for five. sure. Five. He is okay. So then, after five is done, Thomas, his p- opinions will no longer fucking matter. <laughs> fucking finally. Uh, we have found out that he sold it to Zag, and Jeremy Zag now owns the Miraculous. Like that for is the love of God reboot. Ladybug is now owned by Zag. He no longer owns it. He's just the show director. Uh, and he honestly, as the years have gone by, his involvement has dwindled ever so slowly. It's why he's not involved in the Awakening movie. Thank it's God. not It's not necessary. It, like, he no longer has the creative control that we all were under the impression that he had. 
when did this become official? Thanks. Um, we'll tweet. We'll he, figure that out. He, yeah, I figured it out from a tweet, like a tweet that he put out. I got the screenshot somewhere. I'll check the date. Not too long ago. I want to say like a few months ago, but it could be longer than that. But this is from his own personal. Like he's admitted this himself. Oh, so you mean at the time, like during our PSA mm -hmm. rant? Yeah. At that time, Zag already owned it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, shit. Yep. They've owned it since, I believe, season three. Uh, the end of season three, I believe. So once okay. this season started in production, uh, like he no longer had the creative control that we thought he had. And he's also stated that he doesn't think that he would do this again and that he doesn't want to do children's animation or honestly animation in general. Good. Leave. Wait, so does he not have Ghost Force anymore either? I don't think I, he's part of that to begin he's, with. I don't think he is. I think he's just promoting that because it's a Zag product or project. Yeah, oh, I thought he also directed that one. Mm, it's possible. If he does, I'm not watching it. So uh, back to our uh, episode here because I don't want to get off tangent too much. Um, so we say goodbye to Rena, uh, and then we cut to basically Felix being a cunning little devil, just sitting so casually at the desk in freaking Gabriel's office, and he's just like, hello, uncle. And it's like, oh. you remember, at this point, he thought he failed. Gabriel thought for sure he failed. Like, he was done. And he was probably gonna start another tantrum of throwing shit and shit like that. And then it turned out, Felix became his saving grace <laughs> i it's just ah, uh, i and i understand that uh felix and adrian have the same voice actor but why does it sound so much more evil when felix is talking i just wonder me. why maybe because he's more evil than adrian i don't know but like even when adrian gets serious he doesn't sound the same but i'm just hey. like what type of magic is this they didn't hire just anybody to play adrian aggress there's a reason this is true <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I don't know what it is about the villain that gets me. But I'm just sitting here going, okay, you have my attention now. Nah, you like troubled people. It happens. Mm. <laughs> my past relationship should tell you anything. <laughs> no! <laughs> Why did you do that? Okay, where the hell are we in this episode? Where are we in this um, episode? Felix uh, turned out, touched... The yo-yo with the ball, because oh, we found yes. out that that was how Ladybug could just grab the Miraculous. Yep. And then we get Ladybug having a panic attack and Adrian trying to be supportive here. Oh my god, He's like, this was so cute and sad. I know. I felt so bad for Ladybug uh, slash Marinette. She just, like, in that moment, she was, like, freaking out. Every Her whole world was collapsing. Her biggest fear this entire time has been that she would be a bad guardian and that she would do something to the Kwamis, and she sees the Kwamis as individuals, so, like, she doesn't want anything bad happening to them, and, like, she, like, is now, like, her worst fear has come true, you know? Like, her worst fear. Right. And I think for Adrian, it was kind of, like, Someone pointed out at the end that Marinette goes to the same place that she always goes to meet Cat Noir, as if she was basically waiting for him to show up, which I agree right. with one hundred percent. And that's uh, that's fair. I mean, like she, like, not only Rain in this entire uh, series symbolizes basically like anytime it's raining, you always get the thunder. And there's been this symbolism thing that uh, basically a clash of thunder is like a strike of love. Mm-hmm. 
That's what everybody's saying. So you got the rain. She's crying and she's like, I've lost everything. And then Kat says, you haven't lost me. And I'm just like, oh my God, Kat, you are, this is, I loved you before, but this is, this is bringing it in even more. She literally is like, I lied to you. I kept you at a distance. Every time you offered a helping hand, I never took it. And then he offers a helping hand and she takes it. It like literally I like <laughs> the entire time I was watching this ending, I was just singing the ending song for Hamilton. I was just going forgiveness like it's so cute and sweet. Their interaction like they had their fight. She comes to the realization. She apologizes and he basically is like, I know, honey, I'm still here. I know you're crazy. That's all right. Like but the beautiful. clap of thunder. The clap of thunder that happens when she yes. looks up at Cat Noir. That right there tells me she's falling for him. That is how we know that these people watch anime. And I love it. Give right. me more of this. Anytime, like, if you go back and watch the episode where, uh, Origins, where Adrian hands Marinette yep. the umbrella, there's the clap of thunder. Mm-hmm. Then it happens again in Infernal when she decides to accept that Cat Noir and Adrian are the same person. Mm-hmm. She falls in love with both of them. Then it happens again here. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. I am Mick loving it. The speech that Kat gives her with like the people chanting, and it's like, oh my god, I just it was so good. It was so good. Them standing there with like all the people of Paris there and freaking Hawk Moth in the fucking bubble. Just it just read to me, it's us against the world, my lady. That that one line that Kat said that Kat says to her, oh my god. It was just like the season two finale when um they thought they had a team and then the three of them get akubatized and then they're just like, what do we do? What do we? Well, Marinette's like, what do we do? What do we do? And then Adrian Scherzer, like, it's you and me against the world. Like, it always will be. Or it always has been. Right. It literally, but that, they didn't say it at the end of this, but the way they were standing together and looking up at, like, the villain that they had to face, that, it just, that's what it read to me. Like, they didn't have to say anything. That moment, that's the one line that I could all, all that's all I could think of. But it will be, it will be nice to see the beginning of season five kind of go back to the roots of it just being the two of them. Because I think it'll realign, like, the importance of Cat Noir. Oh yeah, most definitely. After season four kind of kicked him to the curb a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. I am super, super hyped for season five now because not only do we have build up for our heroes but we also have basically like the apocalypse upon paris at this point just about because we have no idea what he's gonna do with uh with these miraculous but um something else so the shot of ladybug and cat noir looking up at hawk moth there was when um when the anime the original anime uh like opening whatever or a trailer that they had fiery like fire i'm gonna send it over paris so at the very end of this video you see like ladybug and cat noir overlooking and then you see like the giant butterfly shot yeah that's what that shot in the in the finale reminded me of and i'm like wow they really went back to the anime roots in this one and i love it did they really did which is good you should that's where the since the that's where the it's where the it's where the, oh my god, it's where the themes of all these episodes come from. It's where the subjects of these episodes, the characters, the tropes, like all of this stems from something else. 
And instead of playing into it, they try to like move away and act like they're doing something new. No, you're doing the same thing I've been seeing for the past 20 years. You just found a way to make a love square with two people who don't know who the other people are. That is it. That is all you've done. But we're all here for it. So it bothers me that like in this finale, we were able to see so many anime and comic book inspirational moments and I like I we need more of that from this next season. Like more of that needs to be happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Like this should have been happening from the beginning since this whole show was based off of comic books and anime. Oh yeah, definitely. And okay. Also, uh, it, the way constructive criticism works is a good way of doing that is by sandwiching. When if you're gonna tweet Tommy, please for the love of God, sandwich your your criticism. If Thomas's yeah, if Thomas's replies go from people either boosting his ego or trying to tear him down, that goes from people giving him actual constructive criticism so he can't say that you're not giving constructive criticism or that you are when in fact all that you're doing is blowing smoke up this man's ass. Like I'm sorry, but that's what you're doing. Like, and I'm not like, and you're more than welcome to have your own opinions. If you think everything was great, go ahead and tell them. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. But if you have problems, you need to use the sandwich method. You need to use constructive criticism. You need to tell him, this is what I did like, because I'm sure there are things that you did like, and you're allowed to like those things and still be critical of it. The fact that people are going off on the deep end saying that we should not have criticized this season at midway through because we didn't know where it was going. No! No, there are still some very, very important notes and problems with this season. Just, 100%. Like, just because, just because exactly. you liked the finale doesn't mean the season was good. 100%. Right. And it should not take us this long for us to be, get to this point. And the fact that on my first watch through of this finale, I was waiting for it to go bad says a lot yeah like i don't like to do that with tv shows and i don't like tv like i like even and i mean this in every offensive way as i can even riverdale didn't do that to me and that show goes off into a dumpster fire that's on a roller coaster that's underwater simultaneously there's (laughs) like there's no way and even that show i still am not like all right when does it get bad when, do, when does the writing, the, when does the good writing stop? When does the dialogue that's good stop? When does all the character insights stop? And it didn't. We just kept going. We didn't miss a beat. We didn't waste time on things we didn't need to be wasting time on. You, They took their two increments of 23 minutes and it was well spent time. That was a well spent 50 minutes of my time. More of that. Exactly. So I think we need to have a little like PSA regarding constructive criticism because this is really important for if you're making art or making a story or writing a story and yes. um, it's a Even way... Ch- chatting with your friend about their personal lives. Like constructive criticism is very important to use in a, like the life of a human being. This is a like a, yeah. it's a, it's a social skill, if you will. If you're going to tweet Thomas specifically... Try this. I think it would help immensely. Uh, not only make him feel like he's actually doing something because he is. He is putting work into this. Could be better, but he's still putting work into this. So I think giving that constructive criticism to him when you tweet will not only benefit you, but also benefit him. Absolutely. So you're not biting the hand that feeds you. <laughs> However, 
if you attempt this and he still insists that everything is perfect and nothing is wrong, then that's on him at that point. Okay, so my <laughs> only other note, I had I had a question for both of you guys. Um, what are your theories for season five? We already know that stuff is going to be, like, identities are probably going to be revealed in season five, because we were told about that forever ago. But, like, besides that, what do you think is going to happen in season five? I had my thought. I already told Chibi, but uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say first. Okay, so I definitely think that... I want to say Felix is really going to be our main, like, focus, in a sense. But if I get Felix at the end of season five, I'm going to riot. If I get him at the beginning, great. I then can, like, get everything off my chest and then be excited for, like, the Love Square shenanigans, be excited for how they're going to defeat Hawkmoth, getting ready for, like, this evil apocalypse that Hawkmoth so so-called says is going to be happening. Um, but if if... I have to go through the entirety of the season and then learn about Felix at the very end and whatever the, like, aggressed story is. I'm going to not be able to pay attention to the rest of the season. <laughs> because my red string board right now is about this boy and why he wanted the Peacock Miraculous and the amount of theories that we have. I'm sick and tired of our theories being theories. I'm so tired. I can't wait for season five so I can finally sleep. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to sleep. You're going to be waiting until season six comes out. And then we're just going to repeat the process until season seven comes out. And then we're all going to have to go through the stages of grief. <laughs> I've already been going through the stages of grief. <laughs> yeah, look, you're going earlier. I'm hanging on until it's almost gone. I'm still in denial. Oh, I think it's just been on repeat, like an endless cycle every single time a new season comes around. That's, I think, my running problem is my, I have, my hopes are now high because of this. So, honestly, they shouldn't have done this because now they fucked up. My right? hopes are higher for this. I'm hoping that this next season actually gives us a story and not 20 episodes of, of jumbled nonsense that we have to try to connect together. I will like, say, I would love to see just normal shenanigans between Marinette and Adrian and Ladybug and Cat Noir again. Yeah, it'd be nice if they stopped telling us that Adrian and Marinette are such best friends and we actually see them being best friends. That'd be nice. I'd like that. Show me that. Yeah. Having like you, moments like that. You can't tell me that these two... Oh, look, the Louvre is on my TV. What do you know? We're talking about Paris. Yeah. Um, the I'm, I'm sick and... This is taking too damn long. This is taking too long. And that's one of the reasons why I've been so like negative about this last this season is because this season took a full year to become public, to be like fully published and like make it like and, and this season hasn't even been published on like Disney doesn't really have it yet. Uh, as far as I can tell, like Spectr Spectrum's the only big one that has it at this point. And like. My hopes are too fucking high, honestly. And I'm hoping I won't be disappointed, but, like, I want more information on Felix. Same. I want Shadow Moth the absolute hell out of here. I am so sick and tired of opening and ending on this man who says he's going to get what he wants, and I know full well he has never got what he wanted in a day in his life. Well, I want to know about... Technically, Shadow Moth is no longer there because Felix now has Peacock. <laughs> That's also true. So... Listen. Hockey. 
Yeah, Hawk Boy. Listen here, Hawk Boy. I'm not doing Hawk Daddy. I won't do it. No more. Mothman. Mothman. <laughs> he Gabriella needs to just get his shit together. <laughs> he I'm I'm so sick and tired. Like you have a wonderful woman who serves you hand and foot and you pay her but she still decides to be there after dealing with you for all these years. Which got a murderous glare from a teenager. Yeah, a te this Lila's about to go full carry on her ass. We there's expectations are high like everything's like where do we go from here i don't know i'm curious i'm actually excited for the first time in a while um i want more development between adrian and marinette i want more of the side characters to be developed now that you said we know nothing about kim it's bothering me <laughs> i'm really like wh who is this man wow. where does he come from who is this man's family what's it like do they own a gym i bet they own a gym they probably own a gym they like, probably I bet... own the pool <laughs> uh, what actually true like it, it uh, i'm just i there's so much room for these characters to like be real people and i know so many like little kids are gonna see themselves in these side characters so why not develop more of them make more of them right. integral to the part of the story uh, like, if you open up your series to more characters, you have an opportunity to move away from your main cast, expand on those other characters, and it also helps expand the original characters you already had, your main cast of characters. It's good for your show to have that. So, like, more character development, more everything. Just, like, get it together, boys. <laughs> get it together. All in all, I I am hyped for the next season. I cannot wait to see what happens. Yeah, that's that's all I got. All right. Um, I had a couple thoughts. So we talked about what do we think Felix is going to do with Peacock. Did we talk I, about that, or did we not? I don't think sort we sort of kind of, sort of kind of. I, I think we did before we recorded. Maybe I think he's going to hold on to it. And not use it. Because if he is a Senti monster, as Coco had mentioned to me, what if he's keeping it to make it so that Senti monsters aren't used the way they are? See, I kind of wonder, after you said that before, I was wondering, so they're still doing the train tour, right? Like him and Lila? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Gabriel canceled it because... Oh, because I thought if they were still doing the train tour... If he was going to use that as an opportunity to go around the world and find all the senti monsters that may be out there. I think when we saw him last, he was back in his own clothing. So I think that was like our indication he was heading home. Yeah. I, like, I think his whole goal, as much as I'd love to believe that he was here just for Adrian, I think he found a way to do two in one. I think he found a way to oh, yeah. maybe help Adrian out, but also like cause some absolute chaos for his dad. He's... He's one step ahead of every single character in the exactly. show. Anarchist. Anarchist. Anytime he's surprised, it's because someone just offhandedly gave him new information. Like, yeah. And it's so, literally one of my favorite character tropes. I, like, honestly, Felix is great. Because the only time I've ever seen this boy absolutely flabbergasted and shocked and scared was when he accidentally stumbled upon Emily in her coffin. Yeah. Which I'm very, I, I'm still kind of thrown away by that reaction, honestly. Same! I'm just like, oh my god, this is genuine. Like, maybe, well, I, like, it's not just that, but, like, he knows that's not his mom. 
Right. But, uh, so, so I can uh, so I can her. understand like maybe he's having a moment of like oh my god mom and then he's like oh shit that's not my mom that's auntie oh my god. But oh god, why she here? Yeah, but at the same time, it it kind of struck me as like I don't I don't know it struck me as weird something about it struck me as weird like he had like a visceral like panic attack to seeing that happening. Um, and I'm wondering if it's because of something we don't know about, or if they just were like, eh, let's freak the boy out. Maybe, maybe both. Maybe both. Because, like, he, he, like, when you see him going up into the elevator, even though, like, Gabriel is looking for Adrian, Felix doesn't know this, but he's still, like, looking around and panicking. He's, like, hyperventilating and, like, slams his hand on the button to get back up there, and he's still freaking the hell out. Right. And then, of course, now when he's, like, in the moment, he's able to shut it off, like, right away. Like, the second, like, Gabriel walks in the room, he's like, oop, I gotta, like, stone face it. I'm just sitting here going sociopath? You, a little you bit, probably. A little bit? Just Definitely a gifted actor. Saw him, because when we first saw him, he was like, I'm gonna ruin Adrian's life by shitting yep. on his friends. <laughs> But he, no, this is different because he is having a literal panic attack and then he's able to turn it off to keep yeah. in character. Man, happens. You ever worked there, fast food? <laughs> I, I'm just saying, it takes some <laughs> strong will to do that sometimes, especially what? depending on the situation. Maybe he's a fast food worker. You don't know what he's up to. We have no clue. We, hey, it's Paris. What do you think? Luca's Luca's gonna join a band soon. Like he's. I mean, what, he what does he deliver he's pizzas. Do? He's yeah. Luca's delivering pizzas. Maybe maybe Felix is a fast food worker. All right, you never know. <laughs> I'd love to see that. It's like the devil's a part timer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mother, I'm oh taking the limo to work, and he just like, how can I fry your chicken today? Like. <laughs> I, I want to know more about Felix. I want to know more about the, like, I about Emily and Emile's family. And not, like, just, and Gabby's side of the family. Like, what the hell is going on here? I, like, w when Tommy says that the, uh, like, the entire show is going to be concluded, I hope he does not mean the fucking love square just alone. Because there is so much with Adrian's side of the story that we need to know more of. There's and an entire... What about the fact that Emily used to be an actress and the mayor used to be a director and yeah. Gabriel used to fund these projects? Like, that doesn't sound like two people who hate the world and want to hole up in their mansion. That sounds like two people who, like, genuinely love art and want to share it. So, like, yeah. I, I can't, that's why I can't see Emily agreeing to all of this and thinking this is a great idea. Everything that I've been told about her from Adrian says that she's this wonderful woman that she was the only woman who could ever make Gabe, like who could make Gabriel laugh and smile like that his sense of humor completely disappeared when she left like that doesn't strike me as a woman who like wants to murder children or I don't made a, or made a senti child or made a sent like she's not Corella Deville so like I don't what if what if it was the opposite way around instead of Emily making the senti monster and kidnapping uh, her sister's child. It was Emil that was kidnapping Emily's child. We, I, okay, so I don't know how we got to this point, but in my current headcanon, Felix is a senti monster. I don't know how Same. it happened. I don't know what the deal was between Emily and Emil, but I 100% believe that Emil told her son that his cousin is a senti, senti monster. 
I believe that Emile is under the impression that her son is the real son that she had. Maybe she didn't have. Maybe she did know this. I don't know. We don't know who had who. Without Emily in the picture, there's a lot of things that are missing from this. But I believe that Felix is aware that he is a senti monster. I oh, yeah. think he's fully aware of this. And I think that, um, like, when we got to see the senti ladybug, I think that Felix has had his own freedom for a while now. And maybe his mother knows he's the senti monster. And that's why she's so adamant about his freedom. Um, maybe she doesn't know. And she told him one day that her, uh, that his cousin isn't, is Pinocchio in a different body. It, 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 <sighs> Felix knows too much and there's gotta be a reason for that. He right. has made it his job to know all of this stuff. Um, I did check up and he does watch the lady blog. So he does keep up on that. And that's where he does get a lot of his information. That's fair, but that's also public knowledge at this point. Um, that's well, it, you're right, but it's public knowledge because of the lady, uh, the lady blog. Right. So th th that's how he learned about the book. That's how he learned about all, like all of this stuff. He's learned because he's been picking up on the social cues and all of this other stuff that no one else is picking up on. Right. Well, he also watch like he watches his surroundings. Like he's a very, he's very alert. He's very aware. And right. I like I don't think he was created. And I think, Anna, you were onto something earlier when you said the heir thing, that these are big, rich families and they need to have an heir. So maybe yeah. that is what's happening. Maybe um, Emil, maybe Emil lost her real son and she had her sister create another senti, like a senti monster for her so she could have a son. And I, I genuinely believe that a senti monster was created. Something big happened, and the mir the miraculous, the peacock, was it the peacock? Yeah. yeah. Peacock. Yes. The peacock miraculous was broken when Emily did which, whatever she did. Emily did this because Adrian has said that the same things that Natalie's been going through, her his mother went through. So he saw his mother get sick. So he saw this happen, but he also says that he remembers him and uh, Felix switching places when they were kids and doing shit. So Emily did something she wasn't supposed to do with that miraculous. Using That's it why... for uh, personal per reasons? Well, Hawkmoth is using it for personal reasons. He's just out here giving people superpowers willy-nilly, and that hasn't yeah. done a damn thing to him. So right. It's made him crazy. What if, what if Emily did something to make the senti monster really real or what if she Wait. tried to completely revoke that right and the precog miraculous broken that Wait, you remember? Is... Okay. Here's the go thing. Ahead, go ahead. When I I vaguely remember something happening, but if a miraculous doesn't have the kuami in it, is it still breakable because I remember one of the miraculouses breaking if it didn't have the kuami in it. Uh, that was, I believe, Optigami. Actually, no, no, never mind. Waze was in it. Waze was in it. Waze was in it. I don't. So, don't is a miraculous breakable if it doesn't have the Kwame in it? Because if that's the case, what if she broke the miraculous so that way nobody could revoke? one of the uh whoever the senti monsters is nobody could revoke their existence nobody should use it again to do this so what if she broke it 
and then renounced Dusu. So Dusu went back into the miraculous. And then for whatever reason, she like would try putting it back on or what, like maybe she needed to do something more or she broke it to prevent anybody from using this for like any other purpose. And then the whole, you need to make me a child thing popped up. And then she did. And then that's how she got sick. My thought with that was like, so there has to be another way at that point to break a miraculous. And she would have had to know about it. Cause as of right now, the only way we know that a miraculous can be broken is through the cataclysm. cataclysm. We know there's another way because Peacock got damaged without the use of the cataclysm. Right. We just don't know what it is. I'm just thinking that the only reason why a miraculous is indestructible is because the Kwame is inside of it. What if the miraculous... What if the miraculous... Okay. Son of a bitch. (laughs) I just think I figured it out. I'm not even kidding you. What if the miraculous was broken before Emily and Gabriel even found them? Before they even knew what these things were. Honestly, they're rich people. They probably got these as a gift at an or won them at an auction. Like they probably just came into these. They probably had no idea what it was that they were like had in their hands or what they were looking for in the first place. True. Because we don't know why. Emily and Gabriel had these miraculouses in the first place. We don't know how they came into them. We don't know how they've had them. Um, it's entirely possible that the peacock could be um, from Emily's family and that the, um, like, it's, 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 not, it's entirely possible that these could be old items, like old family heirlooms. It's entirely possible they won that at an auction. But if the peacock miraculous was broken before they started using it and Emily didn't know, and we've watched Natalie, her health deteriorate slowly, but it's been happening. What if Emily was trying to create a senti monster? What if that was the whole goal? And in her creating the senti monster, she kept doing it. She kept trying, retrying, because she kept doing it wrong. And when she finally made it correct, it was already too late. Because she was already too sick. Because what's happening is the miraculous is taking Emily's life force. It's taking her energy. The only way Dusu is able to survive and make these powers and to make these things is by pulling energy from Emily. But because the connection is broken and strained, Dusu has no control over how much she's pulling from Emily. Same thing with Natalie. She had no control over how much she was pulling from Natalie. And now Natalie is sick and very weak because she's having her life force torn away. Very So as we're probably already aware, Emily's not dead. She's in a comatose state. I just like to joke that she's dead because it's kind of fucking weird. But if the miraculous was broken and she created a child, maybe just a child to make her son happy, maybe a child to make her sister happy, whatever, this is the reason she's now gone. It would also make sense as to why, why Adrian has all of these memories of not only himself but with Felix, why he remembers his mother getting sick, and why he now can recognize it in Natalie. She didn't break the miraculous. It was already broken when she got it. I, I, the, the broken when she, like, having it be broken when she got it makes a lot of sense. And I do agree with you on that one. I, the, the timeline of creating the child, though, it would have to be when they were young, because then, unless, again, the sister was in on it, Adrian would have known about his cousin because he would have grown up with him because he says that. So they would have to be young kids when this had happened. And then, 
Emily disappeared recently. So this sickness would have had to basically just keep taking her even after she stopped using the Miraculous. Unless she didn't stop using the Miraculous. They're kind of similar to Natalie, where she no, she hasn't been Peacock for an entire season, but the effects are still making her sick. It seems like she's getting better, though, by turning into a cyborg. Well, here's the I mean, thing. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say this when I had the chance. I think the last moment we saw of Natalie before season four ended was her like doubling over on the train. Yeah. Yes, she's coughing I'm almost, sick. I'm almost worried that, like, we're going to come back and see Natalie, like, unable to move. Yeah. Because that was the last moment we saw her. Uh, her falling over. Or, like, like getting down on the ground. I'm, on a, I'm a little worried that she's soon to be in that coma state as well. I, I feel like she's also going to end up in the coma state. Um, I just hope that there's some sort of, like cure for this because what you know it'd be a real ass kicker if there was like a cure for this and the freaking uh monk temple had it and they were like yeah this is there, there's a way to fix this because it's a it's a certain magical sickness and we got the cure for it um is that like at the end of this you know shadow hawk moth hockey mothman was defeated and um they were like, oh my god, you're Gabriel Agrest. You're going to jail for basically causing and being a terrorist. Uh <laughs> It'd be kind of like the ending of Big Hero 6 when they arrest the guy and then turned out the thing he was trying to get was alive the whole time. Right, but then, like, so then it, he Hawk Moth is in jail and they're like, yeah, let's uh wake this bitch up. So then now they wake up Emily and she's awake now and she's like, what the fuck has been going on? And then tell her, like, everything, and she's just, like, fever dream, like, hold on, before you continue, I'm gonna need some tequila. <laughs> it's all an emotional mess. I want just one backstory episode for Gabriel Just a single one. Just one. Even if That's we, like, we get ask. their, like, love story, whether it's them getting the miraculouses, whether it's them, like... Whether it's to find out um, whether or not they actually loved each other. I would bet you both five bucks that they're gonna do the exact same thing they did in Encanto with the with the with Grandma, who we all were mad at Grandma, but once we get a little bit in a little bit of story behind Grandma, suddenly Grandma makes sense. I bet right. you five bucks they're gonna do that right after he had the audacity to poop on it. Oh yeah, most definitely. I'm hoping that between our our uh, podcast and the events of you know different fandom months and artists and hopefully me being able to draw yet again um we'll get through this hiatus pretty quickly i would love to see all the different renditions of hawk moth combined with every miraculous that he has now dude i don't think he's wearing every single one of them though well no if like it was just two of them putting them together I like, don't because we know because we know he can handle two because he's he can handle Moth. three, three. Can oh handle yeah because he had Cat Noir too yeah. yeah yeah I see that's why I don't want to see him wearing the other Miraculouses are you really sure that you want him to be wearing the Fox Miraculous do you want I don't that image I in want your head to wear it I want to see the art styles that people put on him to do that I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do it because that would involve him constantly going out and fighting them head on basically. 
no but i'm saying like even artist rendition because it's just i mm, no i'm good we got what we got in like the uh infernal episode i don't want any more after that. <laughs> all right well that's i guess that's where you and i differ i'd like to see more of that because i think you i think there's potential for, for some really cool designs i'm not sure how you could do it with like hawk bunny but that look kind of weird <laughs> But like Hawk Dragon, that'd be kind of dope. This is interesting. I just, okay. Uh, I forget which one of you said it, but one of you said that uh, Dusu was probably renounced by Emily, right? That's what I was, that's what yeah, I was okay. So I found a twit, like a, I found a post that basically is able to organize all of my thoughts correctly. Um, basically, this person is saying that because the miraculous is broken, um, What's happening is instead of the Kwame just, like, taking life force and turning that into basically god-level power, the god-level power is basically flowing in and out of Natalie, and it's making her sick because a human isn't meant to absorb Kwame's powers. That's why the jewelry is made. The jewelry is made with the specific intention to help the user control that god-like power that these Kwamis possess. It's why the powers can keep evolving and changing because they're literal gods. They're, it's a conductor. It's, it's the, the jewelry is a conductor. Now, if a conductor's broken, you have no control over which way any of that power is going. Right. So what's happening is Dusu is overloaded and underloaded and is just basically overcharging and charging her battery with Natalie and is taking her life force while doing that. Um, hang on. She's flying too, flying too close to the sun with her wings of wax. Uh-huh, 100%. Um, do you guys know about how the show likes to work in negative colors? Yes. So, Dusu is blue and pink. Peacocks yeah. are blue and green. This does not make any sense for Dusu to be this color. And before we're all like, yeah, it's a fucking cartoon and she's a little god. You're right. But all of the other Kwamis look like the animals that they represent. Their color schemes and even, like, the way they're designed. Dusu looks like a peacock, but she looks like a peacock that just got out of a beauty salon. But in the negatives, if you switch the colors around, she turns orange and that pink turns green. As if Dusu still isn't quite right. Um, because we've seen that, like, Dusu, like, the Miraculous is fixed, yes. Um, but we don't know for, sh like, we've seen, no, we've seen, uh, Hawk Moth use it, and it's fine. He wasn't affected by it. But Natalie hasn't gotten better. Which kind of doesn't make any sense. If the Miraculous is fixed, then there should be no reason. There's no more Conductor, there's no more weird en energy going on. Not to mention, she's not even using the Miraculous anymore. Um... And now you Felix think has it. Dusu is still in her. I think that's exactly what this is. I think that's exactly why Emily's in a comatose state is because she has a godlike power in her that she has no control over. Same thing that's happening with Natalie currently. So you could say that the godlike power is just taking them over. It's basically taking them over and putting them in a comatose state. Hang on, there was another point that they okay. brought up that was really interesting. Um, oh, the yeah, renouncal, the renouncingness of it. The way Dusu looks and the way that the Miraculous is set up the first time that we see it doesn't look like the way that we see it later when uh, Natalie ends up taking it. Yeah, I remember um, that. And of course, this is because we know that the user is going to change it.
But it didn't change when it went back over to Gabriel. It did change when it went to Felix because it fit his color scheme now. But it didn't really change when it went back to Gabriel. And that's because that miraculous looked like that because it was renounced. That is its inactive form. And that's the only way that Dusu can stay inside of the miraculous. So while it was broken, she basically was just able to flow in and out and go wherever. They also have a theory that she might not have been particularly attached to her miraculous in the first place. That she might have been able to do some stuff on her own that might have left some consequences. And if she's pulling power and she's broken and isn't able to use her battery right, and then suddenly she thinks she's maybe in trouble... Like, my, and I'm starting to think maybe that maybe Dusu accidentally made a baby. Hear, hear me out. Uh, a little bit of argument to this one. So we were saying that Dusu's colors don't make sense. Yet, if we go back to when Fu transformed into the Peacock Miraculous Holder, he was still blue and pink like we see with Myra. When does he do this? He does this back in... He talks about it in Feast, because this was way back when he was in training. And this is the point I was going to get to, where was it possible that he he grabbed he grabbed the Peacock Miraculous, he transformed, he tried to get... He made Feast, and then all that crap happened, and then he lost Peacock without properly uh, renouncing it? But that, again, that's the case where it's like the color scheme I don't think is the, the issue... Because when I'm looking at the official art here that uh, I I have on my phone, uh, the Peacock Miraculous looks the same as it did. I think the only difference is when I zoom in a little bit, there's like green outlining it and then the blue is in the center. I'm, the I'm not just talking about the Miraculous itself. I'm talking about Dusu and her design and the way that she looks versus uh, how we saw the miraculous when we first see it because it looks different now than when we first saw it that like that's just the connection okay because when i but I you just... are right he is dressed as mayora and in, in, in and uh master Fu. so yeah. honestly i'm just gonna chalk that up to they're stupid I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to chalk that up to we didn't feel like making a character design for Mayora when Master Fu was wearing him as a child. So, Mayora, there you go. I, Again, I It, it kind of just feels really yeah. lazy, especially when we know that, like, you're telling me Master Fu and Natalie have the same dress designer? That's what you're telling me. They have the same sense and fashion. Somehow I seriously doubt that. So, I'm just going to chalk this one up to they were feeling lazy and didn't feel like doing a character design for Master Fu as her. It's exactly the same costume. You could look at the in the book and see if the in the book the outfit's exactly the same. Because if it is, maybe they are getting inspiration from the book itself. That is true. But that's that's just a a guess. You'd have to rewatch the episode. I would allow that. Um... Other than that, I think this is kind of another one of those magic law episodes <laughs> that we'll, we'll dive I, we need into. we need more information. Like I think that's basically what it comes down to. Is I definitely think Felix is a senti monster. I definitely think Emily did some malarkey that ended up with her having a senti monster child. Whether it's hers or her sister's, I don't know. We need more information, yep. and we need it now. 
Yeah. So this hiatus is going to be painful with having oh, to yeah. know, like not know this. And I swear to God, if these questions that we have are not fucking answered by season five, I riot. Yeah. We've been we've been waiting for information, at least on Emily, for so long. And we've had so little. Seven years. Yeah. But my, my only other thing about what might happen is um, I think now that... Gabriel has all the miraculous except for two. I think he is now gonna use um, Lila as a renafertive. So you think that she's basically gonna be um... an agent with the real Fox miraculous? Because at right. this, because again, at this point, he knows he has Lila wrapped around his finger, like as Gabriel and as Hawkmoth. Like it doesn't matter whether or not she knows, she will help Hawkmoth if it means taking down Ladybug. Yeah. And I think, like, he could also find a group of people to be other holders as well. So, he like, he has his own group. And I definitely can see Lila being one of them. Absolutely. And, but, the, here's the part that worries me. Because, so, he knows, because of Queen Wasp, that an akumatized victim can be way more powerful if the miraculous is what is akumatized. Right. So my worry that he's going to do something stupid and that there's going to be several episodes where he has his magical butterfly, he gives that butterfly a miraculous, I'm sure it'll be strong enough to carry whatever the hell it is, because it's magic butterfly, carry it to the person with the negative emotion, put it on them, or like touch them with it, and then go into the miraculous. And that would be, like, the slow burn of how uh, Ladybug gets all the Miraculous back. That, you know, hear me out. That actually could be the way that she does. Like, gets them back one by one, and then, but, um, he's still willing to try it because he knows that these, these akumatized monsters will be way more powerful. I think what will happen first is he gives it to Chloe, and I think she'll be the first one defeated. I think so, too. Like, Either first or last. First or last, one of the two. But I definitely believe that Lila is going to play a key role in this with being one of the holders, especially for the fox. So I think, like, that would make a lot of sense is if he started handing them out and then akumatizing the person. And then that's how Ladybug slowly starts to get them back. But who knows? I, I like that idea. I hope that maybe that's the way because that's the only possible way I could think of her finding all these miraculouses other than like Felix giving up the information that he has yeah which I doubt he's gonna do unless there's a benefit for him with it yeah well I think he at this point Felix knows I think with seeing Emily in the basement he now knows what the motive is for Hawkmoth and he doesn't know that if he gets the the miraculous and puts them together that the world is going to end. I don't think Felix could deduce that that quickly. I don't think that's public knowledge, but I yeah. do believe that that's in the book that he got on the iPad. Maybe, yeah. It's possible. Well, Dusu could, would probably also be able to explain it to him. If Nuru could explain it to Gabriel, I think Dusu could explain it to Felix. Right. I do be- like I I do really believe that it's written in the book itself because that book was specifically meant for the guardians and it specifically had that box 
So I feel like if it was going to be written anywhere, it'd be in that specific book. That I that's just me. I don't know. Maybe that was like word of mouth information, not like let's not write this down so people know about it, sort of thing. But like, it, logic. I know the show doesn't have a lot of that, but logic. Anyway, I I think we've reached uh, the end here. Uh, does anybody have any words they want to say left, or we did we reach every conclusion? What's your overall thoughts on season four? Uh, it was good to an extent. There were some bumpy, uh, there were some, uh, you know, potholes, like I would say. I like, I had to swerve out of the way of a few of those on the ride. But, Chilling. I, yeah. I, overall, I do like what we got when it came to Ladybug and Cat's relationship and how it was basically, we were frustrated the entire time. And it was not because, we knew what was going on, but it was because we didn't know what was going on and we were frustrated by that and we kept guessing at it and then we finally get to the end. It's like, okay, so this entire time, now we're finally coming together at the end and it's a well-needed breath of fresh air and it was frustrating. I'll give them that, but it was nice at the same time. We got to experience like the same emotion that one of the characters were feeling. Like, this frustrated, like, left out feeling. And then, like, when it came to the main character, this stressed out, worried, constantly, like, trying to juggle. We had to experience that the entire time. Um, the only thing I will say is get the fucking release schedule in order. God damn. All right. Not They'll only probably never trying, work. Like, no, they probably won't, because it's like, I'm sitting here trying to, like, dodge the potholes while you're throwing bricks at my windshield. Like, come on now. That That's my thoughts on this whole season. Coco? This just... Okay. And... Uh, sandwich time, alright? I liked... I've liked how much character development we've gotten in this season. I like how we are clearly headed in a specific direction. We are like clearly making an A-line towards something. I like that we don't know what that thing is. This took too goddamn long and I'm getting tired of being yanked around. Yep. I am very annoyed that they proved that they have the capability to put out back-to-back -back episodes with a plot that makes sense in a show that he likes to that people like to believe you can just tune in and you'll know exactly what's going on. It's not the case, and I'm tired of us nope. pretending that it is. I'm tired of the amount of time we are wasting on making comments about stuff that, not that it doesn't matter, but you don't get to cry about how this is a kid's show and then try to make a political discourse happen. I'm not doing that. So they've proved that they have the ability to keep, keep making good episodes and keep it straight and make a plot happen. So my expectations are high, very, very high for this next season. And if we just end up doing what we've done this last year, uh, they're probably going to lose me. I will just be watching it for the trash fire. Um, like, I, I know uh, that's probably a little harsh. No. But I, I'm just like, there's so many other content things I can consume out there. It's been seven years I'm sure you've only been on this ride for I know, a year. That's my thing. Is like, I, like we've talked about it. I don't got the patience. I don't have the time. I have shit to do. What do you want from me? I, I don't, I don't feel like sticking around to hang. Like, 
If you've been texting me once every day with a word to a story, I'd eventually kind of be like, you know what? I don't really want to hear it anymore. I'm like kind of over <laughs> it. Like that's what's happening is you are giving me one piece. This took a whole, this season took a whole year. Riverdale doesn't even do that. And they, I haven't even, they had, they stopped. These motherfuckers stopped in the middle of a season because they just didn't know what the fuck to do anymore. I'm not joking. They literally went, you know what? We'll pick this up next season. And they did a five-year time skip. And you wouldn't know what happened? It worked. It actually worked. Because they had to make their characters develop quickly. Like, snap, snap, snap as fast as they could. Because we don't have time to be wasting on this anymore. Now stuff's getting serious. And the show's actually starting to pick up a little. Instead of being here for the mystery, I'm here for the shenanigans. And that's kind of the reversal of what's happening here, is I was here for the shenanigans, and now I'm here for the mystery. I want to know what's happening with these characters. I want answers to the questions you've been setting up. This episode was set up with such a simple premise. Super, super simple, and literally almost everything paid off. And that is great. That is how every flippin' episode should be. Yeah. Every single episode. It's it's a kid's show. I know that. And this is what I mean by simple simple setup and simple execution. Everything paid off. There wasn't like weird meta jokes. We weren't like pretending to be talking about one thing when we're talking about another. We're not making all these crazy convoluted plans that don't make any sense to the plot whatsoever just so we can fill time. And... You can also show intense moments, not just necessarily like with violence, but color. Like Paris is literally on fire, but you did not he like see a single person being hurt. You did not see a single person like die. There aren't but screams happening in the background where it sounds like people are burning alive. It was literally just color and damage, actual literal damage. And it added so much more suspense and emotion and yeah, seeing the heroes knocked down and maybe hurt, that's different. They're the heroes, they're in costumes. Okay, yeah, they're still kids, but like they weren't like bleeding or like their legs weren't backwards and turned around and broken. No, they were just on the ground, probably, you know, just tired from constantly. They've fighting. got some dirt on them. Maybe they're like moving some rubble around. They look disappointed. Like it, it was done incredibly well. It was an action scene in a child's TV show. Right. And it added suspense. Added it suspense. Like added heartbreak. Added 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 drama. drama. It added all kinds of things. Like you were, we weren't joking. It was a Michael Bay action scene. Like that is exactly what we need. That is exactly what's happening. They're teenagers fighting Paris. I, you want to get an emotional reaction out of me? Set Paris on fire. Very fucking simple. I'm a simple woman, all right? Set Paris on fire, I'm I'm losing it. Oh it's my God, what have you done? Color theory, color theory. If you need like a serious moment, sometimes even removing color can make it a serious moment. If like you had some, like a character that's just like outright sad and down and depressed, just like change like the entire color palette, make it like a layer of blue. You could make it black and white. Like change, you can change color palettes for like a moment a scene even you know from one room to the next and it can add so much more emotion it can tell the story it can help people understand what's going on and like 
the second we go from the borough back out into Paris, you could just tell the immediate emotion, the dread, the sheer drama, like the bright red and orange, the flames, the black sky. It's like everything is burning to the ground. This is an intense, intense moment. And it just instilled fear. Just that red glow above the the city is enough to unsettle anybody. Just seeing that red glow and some like ambers flying up in the like in the air, like that is one hundred percent a great way to instill fear and be like, this is serious. The stakes are high. Honestly, yeah. the stakes have never really been higher when it comes to these episodes. Yeah, like we like, don't. I have, have never been terrified until this moment until this finale like i was never scared of this as like hawk moth as a villain and then he goes and does this and i'm like i'm actually concerned what is gonna happen now yeah i it it feels like this show has been running away from them for the like like the last seasons not even the last seasons honestly from the start they haven't really been like entirely sure about where it is felix i am talking right now sweetie do you mind hang on Felix, Felix is her cat, by yeah, the way. Felix, her cat, this is the cat. not this is Felix the cat. from the show. A cat named Felix, and no, he's not named after the cat from the show. <laughs> after the cat from the show. No, he's not named after Felix from the show. He's named after Felix the cat, the old cartoon. Um, which, you know, same same difference, honestly. So, But, uh, oh my goodness, give me just a second. <laughs> oh, where were we? I'm so sorry. The, the show has been running away from them, and with this finale, it kind of seems like they've finally figured out like kind of like all of the stuff like the plot points the character development the color schemes the outfits like i'm still honestly kind of thrown away that uh flairboyant there had the dog costume looked exactly like uh bark. is bark the is is that their name Kwame? the Kwame yeah. name the yeah, Kwame's name is bark yep with yeah. two k's i'm leaving i'm gone i'm done <laughs> i'm i'm out of here we never had an original thought in our mind <laughs> oh my god i thought that's what you say when you want no of course it wouldn't that would have been worse honestly oh my god he just goes bark and then <laughs> and then the kwami go yep that's what i thought was happening i didn't realize kwami's name was bark okay moving on it it feels like they finally figured it out and if they lose it after this like they should keep running with this energy keep running with this kind of stuff if they lose it after this they're gonna just start losing people I can't take this emotional whiplash anymore. It's not even from the show. It's from the writing. I, I, I will say, though, animer, animators, you did amazing. I, like, you did great. Uh, voice actors, always on point. You guys are awesome. Love you all. I think we just need to say a big round of applause and a big thank you to, uh, what was it, Sam G? That animated it, or was it? Schmog? Schmog. I always, I look. I always read it as the dragon from the Hobbit. I don't. Okay. I don't, I, I, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's it's Sam G. <laughs> I I know it's an acronym. I know it's an acronym for something else, but I always read it as Smog. I did okay. too. <laughs> oh my god. I read it as Smog too. That's why. Okay, I but we definitely need to give them a lot of props because they were definitely the ones that drew us in from the beginning when it came to the animation and they're the ones i don't think this finale would have been nearly as good as it was without them 
one hundred percent. Definitely. I I'm gonna miss them. We're oh, gonna we're okay. gonna miss them dearly. Oh, I just realized that we're about to live in a world where it's not animated well. That's I unfortunate know. news. Well, it was fun while it lasted. My expectations are way higher. I want way more from this show, and now they've proven that they're capable of it, and my fear is that they're just going to go off the deep end again. Yeah, that that is also my fear. But anyway, uh, Annie, do you have any last thoughts as well, or have you said all your thoughts? Um... Again, I think I think season four was um I think when it was at its high points, they were very high, like Hero Neko, the finale. I think Truth and Lies were both very solid episodes. Like there was some good episodes of this season, but it also had some of the worst episodes of the entire a couple of like the worst episodes of the entire season. Like Psychomedian, it was funny, but I don't think it fit very well in the season. Like it did it, not. It, I know it was supposed to happen earlier. I think it should have happened earlier. Yeah. And then chilling. We don't even need to fucking talk about it anymore because that was just a garbage dumpster fire that didn't need to exist at all. It's def. I think it's the story's been moving along a lot better. It's still kind of slow when it comes to the main characters, but I think the side characters like Luca, especially, have really gotten a lot of footing. And um, I think the like the secondary main characters have really gotten a lot more depth. Again, like Luca and Alia, I think have gotten much stronger, which is wonderful. And I wish we could put that with the main characters, besides just throwing it in at the finale. Um, I think the the knockdown and the buildup of Cat Noir, in the end, went well. I think it worked because we were all very upset with the way Cat Noir was treated. And now it's come full circle to a point where it's shown that he truly is needed. And I think that at the end of it, it ended up being good. It still hurt when we ha- that we had to go through that. But I'm guessing that was the point. Right. And I'm just I'm so glad that even in the end of it, uh, like all of this, Cat is still like with ladybug on her side you know it's like most people at this point would be so done and frustrated but he's just like there he understands and it's just it's so sweet i love him he's such a great character it's what you do when you actually love somebody (laughs) yeah i know it's why i won't it's why i won't deal with these people who say that he doesn't actually love her he does he just is 14 he's 14 he has no idea what he's doing i know grown men who don't know what they're doing Happens. I feel like he, he knows what he's doing better than grown men do. So That's, yeah, we'll give him credit there. We can give him credit there, all right? He's not a criminal. Yeah, right? <laughs> I feel like he's already doing very well for himself. Yep, all right. So thank you again, uh, Miracles, for joining us. And we will hopefully see you in the next episodes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Miracles, did you know we have a Twitter? You can follow us at the Ladypod Pals. Keep up to date on episode releases, polls, artist highlights, hot tea, and your thoughts. Reach out to tell us your thoughts, feelings, or ideas. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at the Ladypod Pals.